All right, welcome in to Grow Your Know, presented by Kelly's Green. Miss Kelly Williams will be joining us here shortly. In the meantime, you have Clay Edwards, and uh, I, I got Sean Yurtkaran to hang out with me for a minute to do a segment. Uh, Kelly got hung up in traffic coming out of Jackson. So we'll shoot the breeze here for a second. Sean, uh, so we just spent two hours discussing politics, race, religion, yeah. and everything else. Let's shift gears here. Um, I know you're a supporter of medical marijuana. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Recreational medical. Recreational medical. It's great. <laughs> like, well, you know, it, I love pot. <laughs> so, so I've learned... So I've learned in the in the um, in the marijuana business, it's, it's referred to as adult use, not recreational. Okay, adult use is that it? Okay. Adult use. <laughs> I don't. I think you know. I think you're right. I, you know, my sister we talk about her all the time. She lives in Colorado, and it's obviously it's recreational there. So I used to go over to the yeah. store, and I think they call it that there too. Adult use. Adult use. Yeah, it's like a. It's so funny. I took my uh, my best friend. I was telling you about. You know, he's a. He came to visit me in Colorado when I was living there for two months, and. He'd never walked into like a legal marijuana store, and it was like you, you'd think he was like Willy Wonka's chocolate factory. He just like <laughs> he just looked around, like he just couldn't move. He became immobile. Yeah. That's funny. That's funny. I mean, look, man. I tell you what. As much as much as crap as we get in Mississippi, mm-hmm. you know, kind of we move slow. We're forty years behind. Blah blah blah. We were really. I I, I still wake up and I'm shocked that we passed a legit a legitimately good medical marijuana bill yeah yeah i, I mean the, the the people in the business seem to be okay. talking with kelly weekly they like it of course there's some mm-hmm. things that need my buddy mike watkins i know mike it. mike's a good guy yeah mike we, we have a mutual friend there um there's some things that need to change yeah. or, or, or it could collapse on itself that's if, what i'm worried about i'm scared about that it seems like i talked to uh, a lot of people you know in that industry and that's what kind of seems like the, the fear right that that's that could happen that, you know we need we need i i think this is clay's opinion here mm-hmm. They're going to have to get anxiety and and uh, depression, anxiety and insomnia, yeah, on there as for excuses to get to get the medicine. Mm-hmm. And I think once you do that, and man, unless there's something else out there I'm missing, but stress, anxiety, yeah. insomnia, you get those on there. I think you're going to see the same bus wide open. Um, I know that from an insomnia uh, standpoint, that I would much rather take some type of gummy every night. Then I wouldn't Ambien. Yeah, I mean it. Um, I know a guy that does this, and <laughs> and it's uh, it works very well, Clay. Like the, to take yeah. the the gummy instead of uh, instead of uh, Ambien. I, I mean, look, I've been that guy. I mean, look, I, I think people on here know me well enough to know that you know I break rules when necessary. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a, pros- a prosecutor anymore. Let's put it that yeah. way. Like, so, uh, um, <laughs> man, look, and, and and even like the 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 CBD, like the Delta Eight stuff, man. And just on a legal version. Yeah, I've got and a bunch that, of that stuff too. It's great. I mean, that stuff's great for sleeping. Mm-hmm. But if you get a hold of like some of the real deal, you know, medical grade gummies, I mean, that's some of the best sleep. You, you wake up, you feel good, you yeah. feel rested. You're not hungover like if you're drinking to go to sleep. Oh, exactly, yeah. man. Exactly. It's, it's great. So I, I think the, I, and I think that our legislators are going to do the right thing. I mm-hmm. do. I think that they tiptoed into this a little bit. And last year they made some big changes. In the in legislation, I think yeah. this year you'll see even more. I think they're they start to you know as with anything. I think there was a boogeyman attached to this. Sure, reefer madness and just years and years like and years. casinos, right? When they were all back in the nineties or late eighties, they got a lottery, lottery boogeyman. 
Yeah, boogeyman. Oh, it's bad for poor people. Maybe it is. I mean, but they still they love playing it. Yeah, I mean, who does it? I go play the lottery. Yeah, it's fun. I got, I got four tickets sitting on my desk now, waiting for tonight. I mean, and we all do that. I'm gonna tell you how you know I won the lottery. Huh. You, there will not be a Clay Edwards show the next day. <laughs> it's, 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 well, you know what? There may be one. It will be like gold plated in here after we get done, right? Like I have Trump. One of those Rush Limbaugh mics. It'll be gold. <laughs> yeah. I'll be first yeah. off. I will have to figure out a way for me to broadcast from my house because this right. that drive from Brandon to Floor ain't happening no more. Yeah, let's move the studio out there. Let's yeah. tell at that yeah, point. Come on, Matt, we're moving. <laughs> yeah, Matt, just pack, pack everything up. up pack built. enough, moving to Beverly Hills. <laughs> but uh, all joking aside. Um, if I do win, y'all will never see me again. Um, <laughs> the medical marijuana stuff, man, I think you're going to see it continue to take big advancements. Mm-hmm. Um, Steven, I hope so. Steven's still listening and texting on the Guns of Gear text line. He said, I love pot too. Yeah, there we go, Steven. See, it's bipartisan, man. Who yeah. doesn't love pot? It's, I, I watch all those. I know you and I talk about Bill Maher all the time, and he's a big advocate of marijuana, yeah. and he has all these conversations with conservatives and stuff, and now everybody's like, yeah, I guess we can all agree on this. We really like this. <laughs> you, you know, who would have thought, and this may be a conversation for our other show, but who, who would have thought that Bill Maher would be – the the guy to bring people together and kind of be the common sense voice of reason. He is, I know. And if you're listening to his podcast and like his uh what's it called? Random Club. Random Club. Mm-hmm. It, it it's it's as good as Joe Rogan. He's doing the same thing as Joe Rogan where Joe Rogan's more he claims to be libertarian, but he's really more conservative. Mm-hmm. He just keeps getting pushed that way from the hate, I think. Sure. But Mar does it kind of from the left side, the left of center. And man, it comes across so well having conversations with different people and Yeah. And whatnot, really, I've really never thought I would say it, but I've turned into a big Bill Maher fan. Yeah, no, I hear conservatives talk about this all the time. They're all just like now become big Bill, and he's always he's always using marijuana in every episode. If you notice, he's always yeah. oh, he's yeah. a big proponent. So. Well, you know, he's got the, he's got that big house in California, <laughs> yeah. so he's able to do that. Well, look, Sean, I appreciate you jumping in a segment with no me. No problem. We're going to take an early break here. Kelly's here. We're going to jump in with her, Sean. I'll see you tomorrow. See you tomorrow. All right. This is Grow Your No. I'll be right back with Kelly Williams with Kelly's Green. This is Clay Edwards. This is Grow Your Know. We'll be right back. All right. Welcome back in to Grow Your Know. I'm Clay Edwards, and I'm joined by the proprietor, the CEO, the boss lady (laughs) over there at Kelly's Green, Miss Kelly Williams. Good morning, Kelly. Good morning. Thank you for getting on in here. Oh, my gosh, man. This morning has been hectic and crazy so yeah crazy 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 i like crazy you know i like crazy too it keeps it interesting but like um but on the on the edge of like crazy where you're stressed and anxiety although i did hear that segment when you were talking about stress and anxiety i was thinking as i was rushing i was like you know if i if i wasn't driving (laughs) that this would you know i'm feeling the stress and anxiety at this very moment um but yeah, so uh, yeah, crazy's good sometimes. Crazy's good sometimes, as long as it's not like overly crazy. In my personal life, I would like to avoid all crazy in my personal life. I've, I've got that out. Of, I got that out of my system in my in your twenties and early thirties. <laughs> I, I do not want crazy in my dating or personal life at all <laughs> anymore. The first sign of crazy, and I'm, I'm going to be the and one to done? fly the cuckoo's you're nest. Done? I'm out. I'm out. So, <laughs> thankfully, God has blessed me with a sane person in my life, <laughs> but. I'm probably the crazy one. She's probably like, what have I done? Uh, hey, so we we made a reefer madness joke in you that did. first segment. Yeah, when I was and you were in. like, you hit a nerve. 
Uh, let's talk, you said, have you seen the movie? I didn't realize it was a movie. I, I, again, I just thought it was a government propaganda campaign, which clearly it, it was. It, oh, yeah. It, it, clearly it was. But I didn't realize it was actually a theatrical yes. government propaganda campaign. It's funny. Uh, for a guy that fancies himself as an anti-government conspiracy theorist, um, because I think they're doing that now yeah. with a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's funny to look back in 1936, 34, when that came out. Oh, my gosh. They were doing it then, too. And it's like, you know, it makes you want to go back and analyze every decade and look at movies and be like, what was the what was right. the, what narrative were they trying to push yeah. here? Because in the 80s and 90s, I don't really remember that. Because I, was, I was watching more kid-friendly stuff. Sure, sure. Back to the Future. I yeah. mean, you know, it was a, what a golden age of cinema, the, right. 80, the 80s and 90s. right. Uh, don't tell mom the babysitter's dead. Oh my gosh! I was. I mean, I, I still think about that movie. Like, Adventures yeah. in Babysitting. Yeah, yeah. Uh, those are great. Those are great the, teenage kids movies. Or all the Corey movies, the Heyman Feldman oh, yeah. movies. Yep. Yep. Uh, the, what was the one? I'm completely off subject here. But what was the one with uh, <laughs> the extra anchovy? Can't buy me love. <laughs> extra anchovies. Yes. Remember that? Yes. Like, I do, you know, I would not have, I don't know that I've ever would have thought about that again, but I do remember that movie. I mean, I think any, any, anybody 45, you know, within a certain age. Yeah. They grew up in the 80s and 90s. Every time you hear anchovies, you think of that movie. That's right. That's right. Yeah, that, that, that was great. That was, you know, oh, I won't say great. If, if, you, if people are listening right now, they'd be like, uh, great, Kelly. But great at the time, yeah. you know, at the age I was. So. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sure they have not aged well. Right. <laughs> but they were great at the time. Uh, um, so. the, the timing of that movie, though, Reefer Madness, yeah. is interesting. Because if you look, you know, I'm a big, huge fan of Chasing the Scream. Of chasing the scream, it's uh, the Johan Hari uh, book, um, where he follows. It's really it's devoted to the war on drugs. I think we've talked we've talked about it before. I know I've talked about it with um, End It for Good when we had um, End It for Good in here, and uh, so it's called Chasing the Scream. Yeah, Chasing the Scream. It's uh, it's by Johan Hari, and he it's a great book because it's it's split it number one. It's a super easy read. Um, it goes really quickly and it's interesting that it's broken up into like two parts. So the first part is a historical account of the war on drugs. And, um, and when I say historical, I mean, it is factually true. It has been fact checked. Um, and it is, uh, it is accurate and it, it discusses the, really the origin of the war on drugs and how it progressed in the country. But it's interesting if you go back to that, um, it focuses on a, 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 a historical figure called uh, Harry, on, Harry Onslinger. And if, you, if you're a history buff, you may, know, you may be familiar with that name. Um, but Harry Onslinger was in the Treasury Department. And um, it was about when Prohibition was ending and all, all of these things happening at once. And that department um, was going to become obsolete. And so that was part of the shift to the origin of the war on drugs. And so you have to be relevant, Right. Um, but it's interesting because if you if you're not aware of that, then you really don't know. Like I guess me when I was growing up, I really thought the war on drugs. When I think of the war on drugs, I think of Nancy Reagan. That's the first thing that comes to mind. That's right. This is your brain on drugs. That's right. I think of Ronald Reagan, Nancy Reagan. You know, eighties. I've got a dare shirt that I wear every now and then. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Um, so, but that's but but the truth is, is it started sixty years before that, in uh, or you know roughly sixty years before that, and um, and so when we talk about, so, but the book itself is great. So you've got this historical account of the war on drugs and the origins and the history and how it really factually, what the truth is behind the beginning. And then the second half of the book is, um, is it follows several people uh, who are in the throes of addiction and how it affects them and their families and their loved ones and their lives and all of these things. 
Um, so it's really for everybody. So if you're into history and you really don't care about the stories on the back, if that's just too much for you, you know, uh, or whatever, it's just not interest to you, that's fine. There's a piece for you. And if you're not interested in history and you're really more interested in how addiction affected these people's lives, that will also help you. So it's, uh, it's a great book. I, I always tell everybody to read it, even if you, uh, you know, even if you, it's, it's an interesting read, whether you oppose legalization or you uh, support it. It's, it's a great, a great read. It, it sounds extremely interesting. That's, that's why I wrote it down here. Cause what piques my interest is, uh, especially if you're a right wing culture warrior, for example, and you are anti-government or whatever the case may be. Right, right, right. Um, and you hear about them creating a new problem to keep a government agency in place. Right. Well, that's exactly what happened here. And that's it's absolutely what I feel like we have, we have with our Homeland Security and um, FEMA and the FBI and the CIA and, and all these. <laughs> and we keep creating these battles for them to fight so they can stay relevant. Yeah. And, you know, I, I could definitely do without some of them. Yeah. Well, <laughs> <IRS>. the, <laughs> uh, I think the... Um, the the interesting the timing of that I think you said like 1934 was it 30s that that came out I think well just that YouTube clip you pulled up there yeah. it was like 34 36 okay. something like that yeah which would have been close to um would it in, in t- close in time uh, and really relevant to the criminalization of marijuana and um and so it's interesting that 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 the I guess the government made that film perhaps I'm not really sure I'd have to go back and look at the production and the credits on that. Um, it's funny because the term lasted forever. I mean, here we are, 2023, you know, 90 years later or whatever it is, and we still use the term reefer madness. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the movie itself, man, if you haven't seen it, well, first of all, it's an hour or two that you'll never get back. But <laughs> <laughs> but it's I'll tell you, I made myself watch it. I watched it several years ago, but I made myself watch the whole thing. Um, it's sort of like a train wreck. It's like, I can't believe that somebody actually put the time, the energy, the effort, and the money to put this production together. Because it is the most ridiculous thing <laughs> I have ever seen. <laughs> ever seen. All right. Let's take a break real quick. Come back. I'm sure we've got some hot topics for the day. Yeah. We can keep talking about Reefer Madness. I love this kind of stuff. I love the historical history of the drug war. Yeah. It's you good. Know. All right. We'll be right back on Kelly's, I'm sorry, on Grow Your Know. Yeah. Presented by Kelly's Green with Kelly Williams. This is Clay Edwards on 103.9 FM, WYAB. All right, welcome back in to Grow Your Know, presented by Kelly's Green. This is your educational Mississippi Medical Marijuana Show. I've got the proprietor, the CEO, the boss lady, Miss Kelly Williams with Kelly's Green here in the studio with me as I do every Tuesday, 9 to 10. Uh, Be sure to... Uh, we do load this up to the podcast. To find the podcast, you have to search Clay Edwards Show, and then I title them all Grow Your Know, Episode Whatever, and I try to put a title into the episode so you kind of have an idea of what that episode's about as well as the description, et cetera. So um, subscribe to the Clay Edwards Show podcast and uh, listen to Grow Your Know. Uh, I know that a lot of people aren't in their cars from 9 yeah. to 10. Most people are at work. Yep. But the podcast does well, so you guys share this with other people you think find it interesting. Yeah. So, you know, it is. We, I love talking about it. I love talking about medical marijuana. and I do, too. I, I just something about a, and, and I know pun intended here, a business that has grown from dirt right. what it is, yeah. you know, literally from dirt to, to this. Yep. It's just really neat to me to watch all the everything, the, it, its tentacles right. reach and grow. And you got so many people doing it the right way. 
Yeah, I, no, I, and I think I think you're absolutely right. There are so many people doing it the right way. So when somebody decides to do it the wrong way, it's going to bring a negative light onto the whole industry. It's kind of like my what I talked discussed in my show, my support of law enforcement. I'm a staunch supporter of law enforcement, but then when you got some guys that do it the wrong way, it makes all of us look bad. Right. And I'm not even a cop, but I'm a very sure. loud voice for sure. a support of. And it makes all of us look bad like we co-sign on that. Right. And you were telling me during the break that a dispensary owner in Satillo or something like that. Yeah, I think so. That's um, what the news said. You know, I was going on the news, uh, the news uh, uh, that I read on the news. Uh, so there was a dispensary owner who was arrested. And... Um, and first and foremost, you know, uh, every he is like everybody else, presumed innocent until proven otherwise. Like sure. you know, an arrest means nothing other than he was arrested. <laughs> so, yeah. um, so I you know always want to preface it for that. I, my, that's my lawyer hat, sure. um, and I always want to give everybody the benefit of the doubt. Um, not to mention that the Constitution requires that, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but no, no, you know, I, as I, you know, just as a you just never know, and so uh, yeah. So, so for the sake of conversation, right? Yeah, absolutely. You know, yeah, we'll, for the sake of conversation, let's let, we'll, we'll, we'll pretend that he did this. The sure. wrong, you know, that he's guilty for the yeah. sake of conversation. You know, that's why we ain't gonna say his name. Sure. Yeah. No. Yeah. And yeah, uh, what it does is it brings the negative. I'll let you give the details, but it, yeah. it, it does. It shines. This is what they want. This is what the public. This is what the anti. This is what the reefer madness crowd. <laughs> this is what they want to. They want to sit back and say, "See, I told you. Right. Told you this was going to happen." Right. And when when you give them fuel for that fire, it hurts the entire industry. Yeah, it does. Yeah, a hundred percent, it does. Um, and you know, I think that I think one of the things that I was most interested by or most struck by in the in the article that I was reading was the comments. Um, and so, uh, you know, and, and I don't have all the facts. I just, I just can recall what I read in the article. But I think ultimately there were some some items, perhaps some uh, some some weed and, or some cannabis um, flour and um, some gummies. And I think the charges were, uh, which which honestly is a is a new charge because it's a new program. But um, these were non metric compliant is what the charge was, you know, so much uh, like gummies that were non-metric compliant, which means um, that they were not being tracked in metric, which is our the, the, the system that Mississippi uses um, to track everything from seed to sell. And that's a charge because he's a dispensary owner, right? Like, right. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. like I, if I got pulled over with, and I'm asking you to put your lawyer hat on here, yeah. if I got pulled over with some illegal gummies, I wouldn't be charged with non-metric compliant. I would just be charged with possession of marijuana. That's right. That's right. Possession of controlled substances. That's right. Yeah, and I think that's important because you know part of the part of the when you hear about people who who had some uh, some opposition to legalization of medical marijuana, um, they they seem to to create um, whether it was you know disingenuous or whether it was uh, with integrity, they they had. Uh, they threw out sort of this vague grayness, like, oh, we'll never know what to do. Nobody will, you know, is it illegal? Is it not illegal? What's law enforcement going to do? What's this? But the truth is, is, is those lines are actually pretty clear. I mean, like you just said, if I'm, if, if I'm driving around and I get stopped and I have, I have medical marijuana in my car or marijuana in my car, whether I, I, whether it, you know, no matter where it came from, if I don't have a patient card, number one, and even if I do, if I can't show that I purchased that legally at a dispensary, well, I'm going to get charged with a crime because that's never changed. You yeah. know, well, there's no difference, right? I can have a prescription to uh, painkillers, but if I'm riding around and I just got a few of them in my pocket, right? You know, that that ain't gonna work, right? Right? But, you know, Xanax, whatever. 
it's got you got to have the bottle. You got to have the that's why they put the description of the pill on the bottle. Right. You got to have the bottle. You got to have that. And if the cop really wants to take it to the next level, well, let's count how many are in there. What day of the week is it? Right. You know. Yeah. Do you have way less than you're supposed to? Right. I mean, I don't know if there's a charge for that for over overusing your prescription, but they could definitely bring some things into question, or especially yeah. if it's halfway through the month and the bottle's full. I mean, it, oh, yeah. Or do you have more than? What the bottle says. Yeah. If it's all which, calls for you know, 90, you got 120 in there. Which, we got some questions. Which I may go down a rabbit hole here, but like I can tell you that I have medications that were prescribed to me, uh, you know, a year ago, and I might have taken two of them. Sure. And so to me, I would have a big old pill, you know, full pill bottle. Sure. Or maybe I had that prescription two years ago, or and I've taken a bunch of them, but because it's been two years and like I've only got two in the bottle. So yeah. I don't know. Yeah. So like, I don't know. That's I like, guess it looks at the date. And yeah, yeah, that's true. And, yeah. and again, maybe that's not even a thing. I'm just <laughs> <Right>. thinking, <laughs> look, I used to not live the same. I used to not, I used to live a rough, I had a rough go. And I, I, I think of the ways I cheated the system yeah. with pain pill bottles and this, that, and the other, and make sure I was the ones I'd bought off the street match the ones that go in my bottle. And, it was a dance. That yeah, I'm see, sure that's interesting. Danced. That's your perspective. That's seeing that the lens you look at that through yeah. is the lens of somebody who would have experienced that because you know somebody who didn't experience it mm-hmm. perhaps wouldn't have even considered the fact that as I buy as I get them maybe perhaps not legally, um, I'm going to put them in a pill bottle that makes it looks like <laughs> that makes it look like they're legal. And that was it wasn't a concern of mine because I I've been pro this bill sure. from the get go, but it was a it was a question I had knowing that that is the way pill addicts juggle that. Right. Is one of the ways they juggle that is I I have a uh, medical marijuana card. I have a whatever the container is it comes for. If I've just restuffed that with something I bought off the street, how's this guy to know? Right. That's right. No, and then that is true. But so, so, so there, so perhaps that could be some, some great area. But if you do get stopped, um, and, and uh, then, you know, you should be able to show if you, if you are, if you are carrying your medication with you, then you, you, should be able to show that you bought that medication through the medical marijuana program, that it is legal and that you, you are authorized to have it. Now, whether you bring it with you or not, you absolutely cannot use it in a public space. Like yeah. you cannot do it. You, you know. Yeah. But if you're on a road trip where it's legal, you know, cause I'm guessing if you cross border, can you take it out of the state? I'm I mean, again, so, so we're getting into it. So I would say, it de- okay. So my first and foremost, my gut is no. Yeah. And the reason for that is because it's legal within the state of Mississippi and say it's legal in Arkansas or Oklahoma or wherever you're talking about. But nothing in the state controls federal law yeah. that says you can traffic. You know, I mean, well, I just use the word you traffic. Can't, you can't you bring can't it from out of state it. to sell That's right. It. You yeah. can't take it over state lines. That is yeah. trafficking. I mean, my you are moving no. drugs. Yeah. No. Correct. Yeah. You can't. And. Even if you have, and so there, there lies some of the gray area when you've got states that, you know, if it's okay for, if it's legal here and I go to my relative's house in wherever that also has a program and it's legal there. All adjoining states along that's the right. way are legal. That's right. Can I take my medication with me? Um, and that's a question we get a lot. You know, my well, gut on that as a lawyer is is. Mm, uh, it, no, <laughs> it doesn't. It doesn't right. work that way for guns. That's right. That's right. Yeah. No. Go, go, go to New York with a gun. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. You know, let, let's take a break real quick. Okay. Come right back. This is Grow Your Know with Kelly Williams and Clay Edwards on uh, brought to you by Kelly's Green. All right. Welcome back into Grow Your Know presented by Kelly's Green. I am Clay Edwards, and my co-host is Miss Kelly. Williams with Kelly's Green. 
We are talking about a Mississippi dispensary owner who got who has been charged with um, illegally possessing and selling uh, non-metric. Yeah, non-metric compliant. Non-metric compliant meta, yeah. meta, uh, marijuana. Yeah. And uh, <clears throat> got caught, found some cash and other stuff at his home and I this, that, and the so, other. Yeah, it really sort of, sp- it seemed to me, according, you know, looking at the article, it really sort of spun out of control. Yeah. I mean, you know, like it just one thing leads to another, which happens frequently. In- Inevitably. Right. Inevitably. Yeah. So, so but, but jump into the comments. Yeah. I, that, that was really what piqued your interest. It was. It, 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 yeah, absolutely it was. Because, you know, on, honestly, like I said, the dispensary owner, who, who really knows the fact, you know, it's one story and, and it, it makes sort of the industry get a, a black eye, if you will. Yeah. But uh, so we'll just see, you know, what happens with that. Um, but the comments were, you're right, what really drew my attention. Um, most of them were comments like clearly by people who support um, cannabis use uh, and who support the program and who, who it seemingly felt like um, the, the problem with and the arrest was was about you know he had he that the state didn't get their their cut of that so to speak um which uh you know i which could be true i guess but but i think but but really but the rules are laid out the, the rules are laid out and that, that's what in in the rules in their rules for a reason like um and and i get it if if you haven't been in it and you're just not if you're not living this every day perhaps you don't look at the rules and you don't think about the rules cuz everybody's busy in their own lives mm-hmm. but yeah the rules are clear and and the rules are in place for a reason like um number one they're in rate they're 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 in uh place to keep people safe like you know we have limits on THC limits, and whether you agree with that limit or not, we have them, and so that's one thing. And and you know, it's important to be able to tell someone what limit, what's what you have to put a sticker on that product when you sell it that has that THC level in it. And you you have other things you can, you can put on the sticker like terpenes and things like that. But people should be able to know what the THC is because if you like, you know. Say if somebody who's uh, who uses um, regularly like a gummy or something may be fine with it at any level. Like our our level is our THC level for for anything other than flour is sixty percent. So you can't go over sixty percent THC. And and uh, and I will tell you that that can be a challenge to get under that with other products. But at the end of the day, it is what it is. And that may not be a problem for somebody who takes gummies a lot. But somebody else who doesn't. You know, you, you should be able to have that discussion with a bud tender and know that the product you're getting is actually what it's labeled for um, because we don't want that. You know, we don't want if people if people end up, you know, uh, feeling effects that they 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 didn't want to because they were misinformed. That's not okay. That's not okay. So the first thing is that it's important to have um, to follow the rules because we want to keep people safe. It just is what it is. Um, you want to keep people safe. In addition to that, this is also we have to think about. Um, so the patients are always first, right? But on the other side of that, you have to think about the industry people who have sunk, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars into this industry, and um, and you know you you can't you can't you can't unlevel the playing field that way. Like that's the other part. And of course, it's it doesn't come it doesn't rise to the level of safety with patients. Um, unless you unless you happen to be one of those people who invested, and, and then absolutely in your mind, I'm sure it does rise to that level. But either way, you know there are reasons why the regulations are in place. It's not just about you know oh you know anybody there everybody's against still against marijuana and and it should just be free and you know people should be able to buy anywhere they want and that's not what the rules are and that's not what the program says. No, I mean it's it's like this. I, 
I understand the well, the, the rules are in place for safety and because of temptation. That's right. And, and I understand the temptation as a business owner, regardless if it's illegal, right, uh, right. regardless if it's a marijuana or not, uh, to be able to buy a product for cheaper from this wholesaler. You're right. And still be able to sell it over here at my at my spot at the same uh, infl- inflated rate, right? You know, so all right, well, the state, the, these other people, I had to. This it cost me a lot more money to buy it through the program. But if I buy it from Bob on the corner over here and put it in here, who's going to know the difference? Well, that's what the program's in place for. That's why the rules are in place to right. know the difference. Yeah, the state will know the difference. <laughs> the, the state will know the difference. And so, look again. My whole moniker is break rules when necessary, but sometimes it ain't necessary. Right. It's it's follow the rules. You got a you got a program here. There's too many people who are invested in doing it right. Right. For somebody to come in and give the industry a black eye doing it wrong. Yeah. Yeah, right. I know. Absolutely. And and you know, when you when you think about if um, that's what happened. Right. If, if, if that, and, and again, if that's what happened. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think it's worth talking about um, just simply because of the comments. And the, the other part of it is this, is that if somebody feels like if you are, uh, I mean, everybody feels the stress and the tension of being a business owner if you're in the industry, right? I mean, it, let's be real. Even even with a healthy market, um, which we haven't matured that yet, We're, we are still in our infancy here in Mississippi. Our market is still in our infancy and so, of course, business owners feel stress connected to that. I mean, because that's, that's like any start. That's like any business, any startup, right? I mean, you have stress and anxiety associated with that and challenges associated with that. You throw in that the fact that we're dealing with cannabis, and, of course, it's even more, you know, it's, you're, it's, it's even more stressful. I mean, even, more, you know, so many complexities because of the, all of this, of the legal, you know, it's illegal federally, it's legal state, and all, all this stuff. But... You know, if you if you feel that way, then the the thing to do is to you know, in my opinion, is for the in, for to reach out, you know, for the industry to band together. I recognize there's there's competition everywhere, right? I mean, that's it, and that's good for consumers, right? Healthy competition is good for consumers, absolutely. Um, but you know, there are trade associations also where you know we we can collaborate on things that don't don't come near any sort of antitrust violation, but collaborate on other things in the industry that help the industry as a whole, which ultimately helps patients and so you know that's the thing to do is to reach out and 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 work within the industry to try to change things you know before you you even though you're tempted before you go out and do something like that like you know i don't know yeah look this is 100 percent speculation on my end on how that something like that may have gone down um it happens in the car business a lot of call getting out of trust with titles Mm -hmm. you know Maybe maybe got out of maybe partook in a little too much personal. It was like I, I got to replace this. However, that happened. You know, somebody came in and said, "Hey, well, I, you know, I got this other stuff I can sell you. You know, I may not have this. I got this. You know, not thinking somebody that would come in would snitch, right? You know, and clearly, and and I like that some going to go against everything I, I say. <laughs> I, I am pro snitch. I'm just going to be honest here. I think I think a lot of the problems we're dealing with in the world right now is because too many people. I ain't see nothing. You know, and so I, I'm glad that somebody saw something and said something. Yeah, you yeah. know, because that's how you regulate self regulation. That's right. If you if you can't police yourself, bars when I own nightclubs, right. we regulated each other way better, right, than the ABC ever could, right. If I knew if I knew dude down the street was doing something illegal and I couldn't get away with it, I was gonna make sure they knew he was doing it. Right. If I can't if, you, if I can't do it, you can't do it. That's right. There's no double standards here. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. And, and you know the other part too is that you know we talked about safety and we talked about THC levels, but it's testing. 
It's testing. It has to go through testing. I mean, yeah. it has to be tested. Um, it, it, it absolutely has to be. So there's just there's just no way around that. And, and the the metric system tracks everything. I mean, you know, I don't even I don't even wouldn't even contemplate how you would even try to get around that because you shouldn't and you never should. Obviously, that's illegal. Um, and it's just stupid. Like I don't know, just compliance with the program regulations and with metric um, is just everything. Like you know, we can't have a uh, we can't have a, a robust program if we don't have compliance in the industry. So you know, and metric is 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 everywhere. Like you can't it's it's seed to sell or seed to seed to destruction or whatever. Well, look, there's always going to be a crew of people that whether they're right or wrong. The law is the law, unfortunately. There's always going to be a crew of people who say it should be 100% legalized. I should be able to roll with as much as I want or as little as I want. That may be true, but that ain't the rules. That's right, right. You know, at the end of the day, it's like I can't go over, if I'm a bar owner, I can't catch a sale on beer in Louisiana and bring it back and sell it to Mississippi. Right. Because of tax stamps and liquor and this, that, and the other. You can't. It's illegal. Right. You know, it's bootlegging at, right. at that point, <laughs> you know, and, and you're just a, you're a corner drug dealer. If you're, if you're, if you're doing it through your dispensary, if you're selling this outside of the metric system, yeah, it is what it is. I mean, again, whether you like it or not, agree with it or not, those are the rules in place. Right. You know, and cops aren't enforcing laws they want to enforce. They're enforcing laws that are on the books. Right. You know, so just, it is what it is. You don't like it, vote, vote for somebody who will change it for you. There you go. All right, okay. let's take a break real quick, come back and land the plane for the day. This is Grow Your Know with Kelly Williams and Clay Edward. Welcome back into Grow Your Know. We, uh, apparently, I got a little overzealous there with news breaks, <laughs> <laughs> with uh, commercial breaks. You Y'all going to hear these commercials. <laughs> you love the news. <laughs> you love the commercials. I, you know, like any good anger addict, I love listening to news that makes me mad. <laughs> That's funny because as I get older, I like tune it out. Like I, I think I'm like over, over. Like I don't want to get mad anymore. I don't want to be like I just. I, honestly, if there was a channel that was like just good news, <laughs> I would watch it. I, I don't watch the local news at all. I don't watch national news either. I can see enough of it online. Like yeah. all these news outlets, we wonder why the ratings are down. It's because they post everything. That's right. Why would on you their watch social it? media? That's like, right. oh, I can just click it and watch this 10 second video. Okay. Right. You know, it just does not make sense to me. Why, like, all these reporters, there was this rush to break the news on Twitter, break the news on Twitter. Well, then I'll just follow you on Twitter, and I don't have to pay this cable subscription anymore right. to watch Fox News or CNN or whoever it is. That's right. That's I mean, right. They, they, they cut off their nose to literally spite their own face. <laughs> um, I wanted to talk about I just something that it was caught my mind when we were thinking when we were going off um, for our, 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 extra, our extra break there. Um, was the testing. So there, there is an interesting, um, as we move down the, this, as we go through this journey, we were talking about testing and the mm-hmm. safety of the products. Um, and so uh, something that came to, we had a, at our CLE, uh, you know, we, 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 did, we put on the CLE where we yes. had, um, we were fortunate enough to have some of the regulators there to talk about, uh, give us some guidance and, and talk to lawyers and industry people about, you know, interpretation of, of regulations and what they mean and all that good stuff. But one of the things that's come up recently that was, that was, that was I, I, I would say, gray or misunderstood um, is for pre-rolls. So there were some people in the industry. And that's basically yeah. a joint. Yeah, 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 it is. Okay. It's it, it's a pre-rolled joint. Yeah, it's yeah. a joint. Um, and uh, yeah, it looks like a cigarette nowadays. I mean, when they're right, right. They, when, they, they have like cones. Yeah, yeah, it's not like it, it. It's so it looks a little more, I guess, refined. Yeah. <laughs> than like one you rolled and you know than, than a whatever. Twisty. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
<laughs> so, um, but uh, the interesting thing about that is, so whenever you have a product that goes to testing, you get what's called a COA um, on that, or certificate of authenticity for that test result. And um, it seemed that some people in the industry, when they get that COA, so you know you've got good flour then, right? You know you've got marketable flour that you can sell. It's past all the testing. And so then using that flour to make pre-rolls uh, and then selling the pre-rolls. Well, um, the department has said, hey, you've got to then, you also have to test your pre-rolls, even if you tested your flour batch that your that the pre-rolls came from you still have to test the finished product so essentially what what the the way that i interpret the rule is that all finished products have to be tested it doesn't even it doesn't matter if you created that finished product with a with a with a cannabis with flour that or or oil or, or crude oil or distillate or whatever it is that has already been tested you have to have the final product tested so for example with the pre-rolls so you have your flour it comes back good and then you you further process it because you've got papers and you if you have pre-roll machines which you know we have a pre-roll machine um and so but but that that process exposes um, the product to further think, you know, for example, like papers, nobody would, you wouldn't really think that, oh, you have to have the papers tested, but you have to have those papers tested. Like it matters. You have to have that pre-roll tested before you can then turn around and sell it. Well, you're looking for, you know, p- potential adulteration or, you know, contamination. Right. Anything. Absolutely. Yeah. A hundred percent. Um, it makes sense. Yeah. And it was, but it was an interesting thing. It's just one of those things that, um, until you're sort of in the mix and in the journey, you may not, uh, have really thought, seen the, see, I mean, everybody in the industry would, but, uh, you know, if you're not in it, you may not see that, but it is important because the department has come out and said, this is what we, this is how we interpret this. And this is what it means. And you absolutely have to have all finished products tested, even if it comes from flour that's already been tested. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, anything else that you're figuring out kind of as you go here? Oh gosh, man, everything. How much time do you have? <laughs> <laughs> how did the CLE go? It was great. It was great. It was really good. Yeah. We, we, we didn't, we didn't do a show last week. No, I, yeah, and we didn't do a show. We didn't do a show last week, did we? Mm-mm. I okay. just remember we, did a re- we had to do a replay. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I think you had a family emergency yeah. or something come yep. up. Yeah. So the the CLE went well? It does. It was great. We had tons of great information um, from, you know, all of our presenters who were part of the medical marijuana, um, who, who've really been in this journey forever and uh, were responsible for writing some of the rules, the regulations, some of the laws, all of it. Um, so it was it was really great. Um, always happy to have those guys speak. And again, felt like we were really fortunate to have um, some of the state representatives be there to talk to us about regulations because, you know, that that's the key to this is compliance. Um, and, it, and it can be tough um, to go through some regulations and try to figure out exactly what that what that means. Um, you know, and I, I'm not, you know, especially if you're maybe not a full vertical, um, you know, maybe not have ha- been in this the whole time. You know, it may be harder to to uh, figure out some of those compliance issues. Yeah, yeah. You know, n- next week, if you don't mind, I'd like to talk about um, the the struggles that these maybe like dispensary only, non full vertical yeah companies may be having. Because I'm I'm hearing some different things from different people, and I would love to hear that from your point of view. Absolutely. All right. This has been Kelly's. I mean, this has been Grow Your Know with <laughs> Kelly's Green and Kelly Williams. I'm Clay Edwards. See you next week.